Hello and welcome to Midnight Fun. Uh, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to see you again. I'm Katie. I'm here this week because I love mermaids and I missed you guys and I wanted to chat about mermaids. I was gonna say that I'm Liv <laughs> and I'm here this week because my god am I bisexual. Oh my god, they've come out. <laughs> okay, look, I'm Coming sorry. out on the podcast. If you guys have been listening to this podcast and not realise that both Katie and I are queer by this point, like, that's how. Yeah, you've been listening wrong. <laughs> we, in our first episode, I'm pretty sure we talked about Kate Beckinsale for like a full five minutes just going, oh my god, oh my god. As we should. As we, As should. we absolutely should. <laughs> so as you can probably guess from the title of this episode, mm-hmm. we're talking about Splash. Um, great movie. So good. Just very silly. Very silly mm-hmm. indeed. Uh, I really enjoyed it. What do you think of Splash Love? I loved it. I mean, I love just a silly little mermaid movie anyway. Like Aquamarine was one of my favourite movies as a kid. And I think we are gonna cover aquamarine in like a, a later episode oh I've... we absolutely have to cover aquamarine we because do. it's one of my favorite films like not my favorite film as a child literally just one of my favorite mm-hmm, films mm-hmm. <laughs> i just i've always loved mermaids i i they are one of my favorite mythologies i think like I, i've always just mm, loved like sea mythology i've always felt this like very intense pull towards sea mythology um me too, you know, me too. the call of the call of the ocean i guess well, the call of Cape Cod the in this case. The call of Cape Cod. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Shall we give um, a quick rundown of yes. what Splash is about? Just yes, quick... let's. So we start off um, with, I can't remember his second name. It's Bauer. Tom Banks. His name is Alan. He's Alan Bauer, that's mm-hmm. it. He's a little boy. He's on a boat and he doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. He falls into the ocean um, and then he's saved by a young mermaid and she yes. is very cute She's i'm not so sure adorable. what the young actress is called but she is adorable um her parent his parents mm-hmm. came out of the water and no one sees the mermaid but, he uh, cries. but she's off in the sea crying about seeing this boy because they're in love at first sight and everyone's like you hallucinated mm-hmm. <laughs> also his pervert brother is being a pervert remember that now <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Explain the pervert brother, Liv. Right, basically, Alan Bauer has a brother called Frankie, and he's a pervert, and that's it. Like, that's the whole joke. Yeah. It's just throughout this movie. He's dropping coins. He is being so rude. Like, he's dropping coins so he can look up ladies' skirts. I mean, before we actually started the movie... I don't love it. I said to Katie, oh, like, when's this from? And she was like, oh, it's 1984. And I was like, haha, get ready for some insensitive jokes. And then in the first two minutes, it's like, sexually harassing women. (laughs) It's like, okay. Yeah, I kind of thought they were going to do more with the brother. It kind of went like, I don't know, the, the tone was not what I expected. So I thought he was, like, kind of gross and all the women would hate him. Um, but like kind of the like... thing is like oh he's a womanizer and I was like how mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so gross like not the actor if it like the guy like it's nothing about that it's just his everything he does is like looking up women's skirts and stuff like that like it's I was like oh the girls are gonna hate him and he's gonna be his loser brother no he's like a womanizer in it yeah I think that's the funny thing about it it's like okay so there's this guy that like is so based on like all comedy movies you'd be like stereotypically it's like oh it's the guy that none of the ladies want and like Tom Hanks is probably the the brother that all the girlies want but no it's the other way around he's like the Barney Stinson of the 80s (laughs) although he does have one bit where he's like and I've never found love and it's like okay are we gonna look into that at all no okay and they kind of make him more lovable by the end because he does help Mr. Thomas Hanks with his true love but also like He's just such a massive perv. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's so creepy. Yeah. So anyway, then we flash forward twenty yeah, years. Um, Frankie and Alan own a greengrocer's together. They are wholesalers for fruit. Um, mm-hmm, which very cute. It's very cute. It does also lead to one person just yelling, "Who let this fruit in here?" Which was very funny. Um, and again, we're back for this season three of this podcast. We're here, we're queer. We're here, we're queer. Hello. There's mermaids. Um, 
and <laughs> just just mermaids don't worry about it basically one day he's at work his girlfriend breaks up with him because he can't say that he loves her um then he goes to a wedding he gets way too drunk and he's like the worst place to be after a breakup for real exactly i mean he is in a gorgeous little suit but then he gets really sad so then he's like i'm gonna go to the last place that i was happy cape cod massachusetts massachusetts yeah massachusetts yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry americans i can't say your state names i hope that you find it endearing and not offensive thanks <laughs> but i'm sure that you will <laughs> so katie what's he get up to in cape cod so he runs around on the beach mm-hmm. he looks i will say i love in movies when a man has been at a wedding yes. the night before and then he does something like all night mm-hmm. and he's like walking around and he's on the beach and he's all disheveled yes. so he's walking around all disheveled it's great he looks very sexy in his little suit it reminds me there's a great new girl episode where they all go to the beach and they stay like at the beach overnight reminds me of that mm-hmm. a great time um so <laughs> he's on the beach uh, and he sees uh walter cornbluth who is eugene levy who if you recognize the name but you can't put it together the guy from Shit's creek yeah. is what i think our generation know him the most from but he's in loads of stuff great actor great eyebrows. he's also dan levy's dad yeah <laughs> but this is before he was dan levy's dad i think yeah oh that's cute yeah maybe yeah just he's about very probably. young yeah, so Well, it's before Tom Hanks got properly famous, so I'd go with he's pretty he's pretty young, pretty yeah. fresh. I'm not I'm not gonna speculate on how old Dan Levy is because I don't know, but I know he's older than me. I don't either. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I know he's older than me. Um he's this eccentric scientist um that he sees on the beach, and um, they're doing something mm. kind of like weird with all of they're doing some like practical comedy, physical comedy Ooh. with some boxes being upside down. Um and then during this, he gets onto like a little boat and this guy is taking him. I actually can't remember where they were going on that tiny boat, um, but he was going on a tiny boat somewhere um, yeah. away from the scientist, etc. And he falls out of the boat um, because Eugene Levy thinks he's a competitor to his weird mm. science activities, basically. Um, and oh no, Mr. Tom Hanks cannot swim. Um, so he starts no. drowning and then he wakes up on the beach. Oh my God, who got him on the beach? Why? It's a beautiful naked woman. Oh, the dream. Yes. And she's looking great. She's in like, mm. she's got just the longest hair ever. Um, mm-hmm. It's brilliant. He's like on the beach like, oh my God, you saved me. And then um, Daryl Hannah, who plays, I won't pronounce her mermaid name because I don't want my micro- my microphone to peek and to hurt. I want to try it. No, we I'll, can't. I'll, I'll we can't do that to myself. the audience. So she eventually ends up going by Madison. So we'll call her <laughs> Madison, even though she hasn't taken the name Hi. yet at this point in the story. Um, so she gives him a kiss and then she's fully naked and mm-hmm. she runs off into the ocean. And he's like, oh, my God, what happened? Wait, come she back, kissed me, And then she left. Um, after kissing him, she dives into the sea and he's like, oh no! <laughs> she uh, basically swims away. He doesn't clock that she's a mermaid at this point, but I'm sure you Mm-mm. can because you know that we're talking about Splash. Um, Eugene Levy, Mr. Cornbluff himself, is diving, searching for proof of strange creatures in the sea and encounters her in her, mom- in her mermaid form. Uh, and then he becomes super obsessed with finding her. So that begins as kind of that kind of kicks off the bleak like the b plot of most of the movie that comes back in the finale um what we don't Mm. see until like a few moments later is she finds the wallet that alan drops in the ocean uh, and decides to find him looks at his id and it says he's from new york so she swims to new york and live what happens next oh well she comes out of the ocean right Mm -hmm. Uh, or the river in front of the statue of liberty because it said me, you're tired and you're mermaids. And she gets out of the sea and she's naked and beautiful and gorgeous. And she gets mobbed by a load of people in New York, which I don't think is that accurate, but okay. Yeah, well, I was saying, we were watching it. I don't know a lot about New York, but I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like London in a way that you, whatever you see on the tube, you're like, yeah, that might yeah. as well happen. If I saw a naked yeah. woman running around central London, I'd be like, yeah, I, I guess. Like, but you right, babe? Do you want a coat? You coat? Yeah. You good? Yeah. You good? But she's Although, having an okay time. She's running around. I will also say, 
in the UK, it's not actually illegal to walk down the street naked. No. Like, you can do that. It's illegal if you're doing it near kids, I think. Then it's indecent exposure. Anyway, either way, she gets arrested and the police pick her up and they put a little t-shirt on her. They're like, good lord. I love New York t-shirt, which is very cute. And I love New York t-shirt. And they're like, she can't speak English. She doesn't speak any English. And she's like, just not saying anything, but she is pointing to Alan's picture. So they take her to the police station. They bring Alan and they're like, hey, there is this absolutely gorgeous blonde naked woman here for you. And Alan being only human, just speeds to the police station. They see each other, they kiss, it's so romantic. Everyone's like, do you know this woman? And he's like, yeah, but don't ask me what her name is. And they're like, okay. And then he takes her back to his apartment and they bang. Like, yeah. They get freaky. They With, are Without losing RPG 13 level, which I don't know how this oh, maintained a PG level... They they do it everywhere. They do it on top of the they fridge. Do they it. do it in the taxi. Like this is all yeah. told to us. We don't see all of it, but it's heavily implied. They do it in the lift. Sorry, in the elevator. <laughs> the elevator. They stop the elevator so they can bang, like emergency stop it. Then they get out and he's like, Hey babe, I gotta go to work and then he leaves and then he comes back and he's like, They don't really need me, takes his clothes off. Whoa bam again. And then finally he's like, no, actually, I'm really sorry. I need to go back to work. So he leaves her, but he's like, don't worry. I've left the TV on for you to watch. And I'm like, you keep saying these things to her and you truly believe that she cannot speak nor understand English. Why do you keep saying things to her? It's like when you go out and you leave your dog in and you're like, oh, my dog loves loose women. (laughs) How do I change that for an American audience? I'm like, what do Americans watch? It's like putting the view on for your dog and being like, yeah, my dog loves the view. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and so he puts on the thing for her and then she's like she sees an advert for Bloomingdale's and she's like wow I want to wear pretty clothes like those pretty ladies are wearing and so she goes out to a taxi and it's like Bloomingdale's and that's when Katie and I lost our damn minds because we were like she can speak now oh my god imagine your first word being Bloomingdale's as well she goes to Bloomingdale's there's a very insensitive joke made about eating the sausage yeah that did make me laugh a little bit. No, like it was so out of the blue. Yeah, you were like, "Oh, that um, came out of nowhere in this film." For you're like, "Whoa!" I don't understand the audience of this film. I will say, like, I know that it was teenagers. Kind of a, well, yeah, it was kind of. But remember, it's the eighties, <laughs> so it's like okay, it's it was definitely really an adult film. Like, one of their like, it's like Disney's initial like foray into like adult mm. comedy stuff but it's not it's not adult adult comedy like yeah. it, it's kind of a family film it's kind of you could put it on mm. in a family setting but it is for if you adults. Had teenagers yeah 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 but, it's a yeah, weird it's one young it's, adult yeah academy award winner anyway continue <laughs> yeah she buys a load of clothes and then she is at bloomingdale for six hours and then finally alan arrives and is like hey babe let's go home and she's like i can speak full english now i learned this afternoon from the tv and he's like what she has a great moment where she's just like anyway i'm just gonna exhibit all of my beautiful beautiful pretty privilege Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm just gonna be like strange and i'm gonna dance in front of a tv for hours even though they want to close and no one's really gonna tell me no because i'm so pretty i was watching it thinking i wonder like i back myself like i think i'm a very pretty person i wonder quite how long i could get away with dancing in front of a tv while they're trying to close a shop (laughs) oh i don't know um, I reckon I'd give it, they'd give me until they'd done all the other closed tasks. Like they'd leave me be mm-hmm. while they fully closed everything else up and leave it to like, okay, the last thing we have to do is turn the TVs off. Like we've done all the cleaning, mm-hmm. we've done everything else. That's kind of what they do with her. Yeah. I think. So what So what we're saying, um, I know we don't really post that many photos of ourselves, but basically imagine I'm as beautiful as Daryl Hannah and that's basically the level to go from. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, then she finally tells him her, her mermaid name. She smashes up all the TVs and then mm-hmm. they leave. Yeah, she smashes them with her with her dolphin voice. Uh, so mermaid yes. languages, we, as, again, we promise not to do the dolphin clicks, even though we really want to. Um, but she does that and it basically smashes all the TVs anyway because of the high pitch, which mm-hmm. is very funny. And it, they never came back to that. I really thought it was going to be Chekhov's no. magic dolphin noise, but it really was not. Me too. 
I really want it to be Chekhov's magic dolphin noise. But yeah, then they, they go home. She's finding all the beauty and all the little things. It's wonderful. It's lovely. He takes her back to the apartment. They bang again. There's an awful, um, awful lot of it in this movie. Yeah. And then she has a salt water bath, turns into a mermaid because it's that kind of mermaid. Mm-hmm. And then it's he's H2O like, rules, what are you baby? doing? Madison. Oh, she picks the name Madison, which is yes. really weird, um, according to Thomas Hanks. Yeah. And we'll get onto that later because Katie and I were like, that's really weird. That's like a really normal girl's name. Yeah, but he's like, Surprise, no, that's guys. not really a name. Uh, but we'll get into that when we've done the recap. We'll, we'll get into that later. And then she takes the salt water bath. Thomas Hanks freaks out quite a lot. And I'm like, Mr. Tom Hanks, calm, calm down. She's just a sexy lady having a bath. You don't need to break the door down. I mean, on the one hand, I kind of get it. Maybe mm-hmm. you really, really want to join. But also, she's just trying to have a bath. Calm it down. And then... What happens next, genuinely? Well, meanwhile... <laughs> How do we get from that to the end? Yeah, so meanwhile, um, Eugene Levy, in the secret B-plot, is going, oh, that nude woman at Liberty Island was the mermaid. Oh, <laughs> no. So he's going to his old professors and, like, uh, it's not clear what his actual job is. He Like, the people that are actually in science don't consider him a man of science, they say a few uh-huh. times. Uh, but basically, he's researching mermaids. He's trying to track her down. There's some really, there's a great compilation of him trying to track her down and fire her with a water gun and heat getting bested. Oh, yeah. My very favourite one, and I kept giggling about it for many minutes, is he shoots this um, couple that look like them. He shoots the woman with a water gun. And then the man puts his hand over the camera, uh, puts the camera down so it's a black screen. And there's like cartoon-esque, like beat up noises, like... it's so funny they may as well put up like bang pow boom kabam on the screen but they didn't and then like cat noise like that yeah it's done every time someone like falls down the set of stairs um so it was really good yeah so then after that there's um a little moment where they're having a lovely time uh on the ice skating rink and basically tom Mm. hanks proposes to madison and she says no. After four days, by the way. Yeah, she, they have it's told each other that they're days. in love with each other. She's bought him a big mermaid statue and given up her necklace for yes. him. He's bought her this, um, what are they called? Like a music box, but not a music box. I can't remember what they're called. Like a little music I just called it a music box in yeah. my note, but it's like a little thing where you wind up and the people dance on yeah. the inside. Yeah, so it's not in a Ostensibly box. Ostensibly from Tiffany's. Like, it's yeah. not a Tiffany's thing. It does not look like I can tell you that for free. <laughs> but anyway, so they're, they're in love and they get, um, he asks her to marry her. And she says no. I actually can't remember quite the reason she gave because she then very it's quickly because finds she, him. because she can't stay. Oh, yeah, she, she can't stay on land. Days. That's it. She we'll can't get into stay this. on land past the full moon. Yeah. Because otherwise she can never go back to the ocean. Yeah, that's it. So she says no because of her secret. But later on she says yes, she's decided oh, sh- to stay on land. So they're at the yeah. president's dinner. I don't really know why they're at the president's dinner. but they're It's... At- not a president's dinner, it's a dinner the president is going to be at and for some reason they've been invited to it because Frankie knows someone in the high up green grocer business or something yeah, like they're that. Yeah, they're at a White House dinner where the president is basically. Yeah. And Eugene Levy but tries in New to, York. Yeah, they try to um, he tries to get her again with a water gun, they think he's going to shoot the president he gets escorted out mm. and then she's like, right, I'm going to tell you my secret to Tom Hanks, they leave so that she can tell him a secret. But oh no, Eugene Levy's outside and he does, he gets her with the water gun. She turns into a mermaid. Tom Hanks is a coward. He doesn't do anything about it. He's shocked. He's surprised. The paparazzi are on him. The paparazzi are on her. He doesn't do anything about it. He lets her get taken away and she is taken away. Um, She's like crying and screaming for him as well. Yeah, it sucks. Um, She's put into a government facility which I think is implied is under the National History Museum. Is that what they call yes, natural history? Yes, it is. Museum? Um, it's the Natural History Museum, and it's underneath it, which is hilarious. Yeah, so they're doing experiments on him and her. Mm. They've basically just got him in salt water, to be honest, because yeah. they think he might be a mermaid. And then as they well. let him go. They let him go. Because he goes like... home. He's moody, and then his brother is like, "You're in love. You need to sort yourself out. You're in love with her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that she's a fish." And he, it takes him longer than I would like a man to wonder about mm. me, to be honest, um, to get back yeah. on board with it. But he does get back on board and he goes to try and rescue her. Meanwhile, um, she is in this government facility. Her Mm -hmm. tail is flaking. She's having a bad time all around. 
uh, and Combless ones that they're going to dissect her. And he's like, oh, no, I've done this. This is not what I want to do. Yeah, he finally grows a conscience. Yeah, so they hatch a plan to break her out by pretending to be Swedish scientists. Um, (laughs) Fun little hilarity in shows where they break in and they're like (laughs) doing little Swedish accents. It's fine. It's a good time. Um, And they break her out. There's a big car chase when they try and chase after her and him. Sorry, can I make a note here? They break her out by pretending that she has laser eyes and has lasered a person's face off, which is hilarious. It's very good. Then there's a car chase. Yeah, (laughs) big car chase. Um, They, he's like, you've got to go, you've got to go in the ocean. And he's like, come with me. She's like, come with me. And he's like, yeah, and I'll come back on land to see my brother sometimes and she's like no you can never come back yeah. again we'll get into the law in a, in a very close we're very close to the end but i do not understand why he couldn't have come back since he did it as a child because when you swim with a mermaid you're safe and you can breathe underwater and that's why he survived the boat yep. crash there's a revelation that she was the one that saved him she was the one that saved him Ooh. from drowning um etc etc and there's this big hullabaloo basically with all of the army yeah. men trying to shoot him down, trying to get her. And he finally decides, eh, I'm going to jump into the ocean to be with her. Um, I've, there's no life on land for me without her, etc., etc. Which that's is that's nice. That's so he jumps into mm. the ocean and they swim away. And I thought he was going to take all of his clothes off and become a mermaid. And then he didn't. I was really hoping He just that. took his jacket off. It's so off. boring. Me and Liv were... He's like, yeah, shirtless. I know. Me and Liv are feminists, I should be clear. And we do mm-hmm. believe in gender equality. And because of gender equality, we were chanting, take yep. your top off. Take your top off, take Tom. Take it off. In take the, it just, off. Just in the interest of equality, I saw the lovely ladies boobs and bums so many times and i think it's only so many times. fair if we also get to see tom hanks <laughs> show me tom hanks ass yeah he decides so he decides to jump in he'll never go back but they do start swimming towards atlantis or some kind of underwater kingdom which is cool it's we didn't beautiful. we didn't get to explore mermaid society at all which i think leads us into no. a little law layout real quick we are both super into mermaids and i think it's worth saying yeah. we definitely can't cover actual all mermaid lore no. especially just in this episode because gee whiz it's across every culture it's amazing there's stuff dating back to like 500 bc it's in the odyssey like the sirens in the odyssey it's it's amazing there's so much mermaid stuff so i think we'll just have to constrain ourselves and focus on just the things that she does and in this film because i know yes. with with vampires etc in the past we've been like yeah so here's all the traits they have here's all the traits they don't have here's how they're subverting it we can't do that that would be a six hour podcast <laughs> there's so many mermaid lore and it's beautiful and wonderful it's we will lovely. get into it in the future But for now, we're going to focus on beautiful, lovely mermaids. And then maybe in the future, we'll look at scary mermaids. I am so sad we didn't get to learn anything about the mermaid society. Like, she doesn't imply that she has friends, families, relations. Uh, I don't know how they really communicate. Is Tom Hanks going to have to learn dolphin language? Um, She can read. She can read English because she reads his um, ID to say he's in New York. So they have, they can read English in... I want yes. to call it Mermaidia because I'm thinking of Barbie because Barbie's always on the ma- mind at the moment. I think we um, should call it Mermaidia. So they can read English in Mermaidia and they can understand English because she seems to understand what he says and she understands the TV. But she can't speak English until she learns it from the TV. So I don't know if the speaking mm-hmm. part is just diverse from the the listening part and the reading part. But either way... The language is a confusing issue. But anyway, into more of the mermaid law. <laughs> There's two types of mermaids. Mm-hmm. Mermaids that wear seashell bras and mermaids that hair is so long it just covers their yiddies. And yeah. she is the second kind of yeah. mermaid. There's only two um, options. Um, you might think we're going to talk about mermaids and sirens. No, no, no. It's boob mermaids and bra mermaids. And they're the only two options. Exactly. <laughs> um, she doesn't sing. So she's not the singing kind of mermaid. Mm-hmm. She also does not comb her hair at any point. So she's not that kind of mermaid. No, she does but- comb her hair in the bath just with a hairbrush. Not with any kind of fun, oh, true. fun utensil. You know what I mean. Like the beautiful mermaid coral combs when they're yes. there sitting on the rocks combing their hair. Um, but she... The kind of moment that she is also is, so 
they play on this mermaid lore a bit like at the end we say like oh because they're together you're always safe when you're with a mermaid so the traditional idea is if you get kissed by a mermaid you can breathe underwater yeah which i think is very cute but it's not quite that it's not quite that he can breathe underwater it's just that her presence means that he yeah. he's okay and safe which we did discuss the ramifications of this like does she have to be like what's the limit can she be like 30 like how far away she can she yeah. be away from him before he starts drowning is it covid rules can you get to two meters like exactly what, what's the parameters on although that? maybe it's although if it's just any mermaid would it be enough if they got a little mermaid cottage that was like a like a non-detached house you know what yeah. i mean and it's there's just a mermaid next door so he's okay you know <laughs> absolutely anyway, they don't go into it no but it doesn't make sense because again when he's a little boy that's how she saves him she's like this is why you didn't drown because you were with me and then he's like oh cool so i can mm-hmm. come back to land she's like no, don't be silly. No, you can't ever you can again. Never come back. <laughs> Maybe that's just her. Maybe Although, she's like, no, beautiful Tom Hanks. Unfortunately, if you come, we have to be together forever and get married in the ocean. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's also it's kind of implied that like it is difficult to get to Mermaidia because they they are in New York and then she is swimming and suddenly they are in the Bahamas. No, Liv, so... that's just what the coast of New York looks like. No, it's not. There's beautiful it's coral. It's beautiful. There's beautiful coral reefs and like lovely fish, and it's clear. And there's sh- big, old school shipwrecks, <laughs> pirate yeah, shipwrecks, just turtles. off the coast of New York. Yeah, there's loads of turtles off the coast of New York. <laughs> I honestly have yeah. no idea what's going on at the coast of New York, but I, I guess not that. <laughs> I don't think it's coral reefs. I guess it's not that. Um, but hey. Americans, you can, and we do encourage you to politely correct us on all of the above. Yeah, if there's if there's turtles off the coast of New York, please let us know. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the reverse of, you know, the traditional mermaid myth, which is like, oh, if you go on land, you can never come back to the sea. So mm-hmm. I think that's a fun flipping of the script. But she is a very traditional mermaid. Yeah. Her transformation is tied up with um, the moon, which is so interesting. Yes. So she's allowed to be on land just for six days with the because of the moon, because of the full moon. Yes. And that's so. Is that an every month thing? And why? Like obviously, the moon and the ocean are intrinsically tied with the tides and stuff. But moon always tends to be like mm. werewolf to me. There's also the the dolphin men. Yes. Yes. In Brazil. Yeah. The dolphin men in Brazil. So they are pink dolphins, and I think it's on the full moon. I'm so sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. If I am wrong, I'm so sorry. But as I remember it, on the full moon, the pink dolphins come out of the river and become beautiful men and then go and, you know, have it off with the ladies. Um, and then they go back to the, the river after after the full moon. <laughs> so me and Liv are very I feel like into maybe... um, cryptids, etc. You know, like a yeah. good, like we love at least like a good overview of a lot of different cryptids etc and so many of them are like "Ooh, they emerge from the ocean or the forest and they kiss you in silence and then they leave which is exactly what she does like i'm surprised you're not like oh and she has like goat's hooves (laughs) um but yeah she's like the fun kind of mermaid where it's like oh and you're my true love but she's also in the way of mermaids uh she's not know much about the human world no. And she is so very born sexy yesterday. She is, now, in fact, Katie. born sexy today. <laughs> I'm going to give you the privilege of, of describing what born sexy yesterday is. Okay. So born sexy yesterday is a trope. I'm not 100% sure where it came from. Um, I've heard it in the last five, ten years online. But basically, it's when there's a beautiful, attractive woman character. So uh, she's of age physically... Um, but they do not have an adult's comprehension of the world, but they're very sexy about mm-hmm. it. They're basically, sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on the hill. Mm-hmm. That's what sexy baby trope oh, is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift was so right. She's a, a beautiful she lyricist. Um, but basically, it's kind of a, a kind of sexual ish fantasy as Mm. well i would say where it's just like oh i have to teach this dumb woman everything she's just got this childlike Mm -hmm. joy but it's not just childlike joy it's childlike 
kind of everything. Wonder. It's childlike wonder. And, like, and also I get to teach her everything. And she was... Yeah, well, and also she's so impressed by me because she literally doesn't know anything else about the world. You can kind of see it in Enchanted. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say, well, for... I was saying, like, for our audience, I feel like a lot of you have seen Enchanted. There's many more examples of it, but, like, a lot of sci-fi examples, but the, the one I'm going with is Enchanted. Like, you know, with... Loving the little things in life and being like, oh my goodness, crosswalks yeah. are so beautiful and I've yeah. never heard music before and oh my goodness, isn't this beautiful, isn't it gorgeous? Um, and like that being like a huge part of the attraction for the guy. I will say I'm wholly side-eyeing Mr. Thomas Hanks in this movie because to his knowledge, she cannot speak English or understand him or anything like that and he is just so happy to go to Pound Town, and I'm like, do you not want to know a single thing about her first? Yeah. Like, I know she's smooching you, and I know that, like, you believe that consent has been given. And, like, let's be real, there's very enthusiastic consent in yeah, this film. Yeah, that's the thing. But Unlike also... some Born Sexy Yesterdays, where they have this, like, innocence, and they just don't know that, like... Mm-hmm. To be she fair, but there yeah. is there is kind of the element of, like, she has no concept that nudity would be bad and it's not yes. a childlike thing it's just if she doesn't have the concept of that she's not worried to walk around mm-hmm. but she's also, a mermaid she's got her yiddies out all day yeah but that is such a born sexy yesterday trope where they're just like mm-hmm. they're not aware of nudity they they haven't they haven't got that gene <laughs> they're not bothered yeah it's like well i don't understand i like it's one of those things that you also get with like aliens and things when it's like sexy aliens that don't understand human rules where they're like i just don't understand why would i ever need to cover up my body and it's like yes human society is weird and we have parts of our body that we're not allowed to show other people in general Mm -hmm. uh but you gotta do it anyway and then it's like this whole thing of like oh no like she she just wants to strip off all the time and and like it's yeah i mean honestly i think it's interesting about what it says about mermaid society because mermaid society is very clearly free with their sexuality yeah seems very chill not she, she's big deal to her i think that to I, have sex with thomas hanks yeah you know? i keep calling him thomas hanks because i think it's really funny to do so <laughs> but i feel like it's getting annoying <laughs> we were saying when we were watching it like honestly dream life come out of the ocean Kiss mm. Tom Hanks, go back in the ocean. Oh, yes. Get your yiddies out on the beach. Yeah. Have hair long enough Get to cover your yourself. Out. Have a lovely time, have a, honestly. Have have a man willing to choke out Eugene Levy for you. Yeah, ask you time. to get married after four days. Go back to the ocean. Yeah, so the rules, again, as we if we go back to it, it's the, the six mm-hmm. days on land. Um, but it's not just oh, you've got legs for six days, because it's also H2O Just Add Water rules, the leading mermaid media. She touches water, she gets a mermaid tail. She jumps in the bath, she fills it. Well, we don't know if it's water or salt water. Oh, no, we do know that it's water because he squirts with the water done. But she runs herself a bath, runs herself a salty little bath, probably to remind her of home. Very sweet. Um, Mm. And she grows her mermaid tail. The transformation scene is amazing. The way it puffs through her skin is gorgeous. And then her tail fully unfurls. We were talking about how lovely the practical effects Mm. are in this because they're all all practical effects because, you know, it's the 80s and it's this budget of film. It's brilliant. I really like it. Mm. Um, She also has arm fins, which I love, like from her elbows, which they don't really do that often in mermaid media where they're trying to make the mermaid really attractive. They do it when, like, the scarier, more body horror kind of Mm mermaid-y. I just really like that it was like, oh, yeah, and she also has aerodynamic fins on her arms. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like, that's amazing. It's very pretty. Um, I feel like we we we've we've talked about a lot, but we are drifting over into our fandom phenomenon. Oh, absolutely! As it were. Yes. So I know you wanted to chat about the nudity. <laughs> yeah. So the nudity. Um, first of all, the nudity. Not like a. I don't know loads about it being in the eighties. I just know that all I've ever heard about Splash from my mm. own experience is like, oh my god, nude scenes, nude scenes in it. Like that's mm. my my impression of Splash is, oh, it's that mermaid film that has nudity in it and you see that mm. lovely lady's bum. Um, an amazing thing that I only remembered a few minutes ago, and I think <laughs> is what put Splash back on my radar a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. is 
But when Disney Plus put it onto their streaming service in mm-hmm. 2020, they edited her hair like in like <laughs> cats like horrific technology mm-hmm. to cover her butt. It looks hilarious. It looks awful. That is not the version yep. that we saw. And I did check. And in late 2022, they restored it to its original <laughs> full moon glory. Um, but it's God. so funny it was... that they would censor it, but they don't censor other nudity on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's it hilarious. was called it was fur technology, so it was even actually the technology that they do use for, for cats. Yeah. Which is so awful. I think also, I don't know, this is my perspective. Other people's perspectives may vary, but I did also find that a lot of the nudity in Splash is what I would call fairly non sexual nudity. I would say like, it's when she's a romantic mermaid. leaning, but not yeah. it's not heavily sexualizing. But then I am like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm viewing this through the lens of my own yeah. eyes as a woman mm-hmm. as a woman that we were watching it yeah. um the first scene when he's like i'm a bisexual woman we're talking about being queer a lot i have no mm-hmm. understanding of any of the weird perverse stuff that his brother does why yeah. are you dropping coins to look up skirts what would you get from that i think it's so weird and i understand that mm-hmm. the culture around men's attraction to women is weird and maybe some people there understand it but of course would never do it themselves because they recognize that it's weird but they understand the thought behind it i don't i think it's so strange but we move yeah. um <laughs> no non-consensual voyeurism on this on this good podcast yeah unfortunately that's not a bag <laughs> <laughs> consensual voyeurism on the other <laughs> oh I- <laughs> Um, cut for time cut for time um the other thing we really wanted to talk about i'll let you get into this live tell us all about that little mm. moment where they're walking i think round madison square garden and she's like yeah my name will be madison and he's like that's not a name they're walking around and he's like well what's your name because i can't give your dolphin name to everyone because you did smash all those tvs and she's like, well, like, what what name should I have? And he's like, oh, you know, like, Jill, Kathy, Sarah, all these names that just do not suit her at all. And then she looks up at a sign and she goes, Madison, my name will be Madison. And he goes, Madison's not a name. At which point Katie and I went, that's so stupid, Mr. Tom Hanks. Of course Madison's a name. And then we looked it up. <laughs> so... Before this movie came out, Madison was the 219th most popular girl's name Mm -hmm. in the whole of the US. And then it jumped up. Wait, let me just quickly pull up the, um, pull up the numbers for it because it was actually crazy. Um, yeah, because I guess uh... it's like, in America especially, I guess it's like initially known as a surname, like James Madison, the president. Yeah. Um, so I would just assume that it was a name, but to become a girl's name, I guess, partly from Splash, yeah. which is hilarious. Madison was the 216th most popular girl's name in 1990, then the 29th in 1995, then the third most popular in 2000, and it was then like the fifth, top 50 most popular girl's name for girls in the United Kingdom in 2005. So it even made it over to here, which is wild because I don't think I've ever met a Madison before. In the UK, um, which, I mean, maybe there's a lot of baby Madisons running around up there. Oh, I know so many Madisons. Do you? That's yeah. so cool. Do you, you never had a Maddie in school? Yeah, but they weren't Madison. They were just Maddie or Madeline. Oh, really? Oh, I guess Madeline, yeah. yeah. Love the Madeline. Maddie's I knew were Madeline's. Anyway. Yeah, fair enough. This film made Madison a popular girl's name because before that it was like not a girl's. The whole reason for choosing Madison was that they were like, well, no girl would be called Madison. That's so weird. (laughs) And then it's like, oh no, Madison the mermaid was just so beautiful and gorgeous that everyone was like, I want to name my kid after the mermaid in Splash, which I really get. I cannot remember what the mermaid is called in Aquamarine, but I probably have considered like. I think her name is Aquamarine. I want to name my baby after the mermaid in Aquamarine. Is her yeah. name Aquamarine? I think so, That's because so if you think, like, all I have in my head is when the starfish talk to her, and they're like, Aquamarine is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, you're right. Ish, her name is Aquamarine. Okay, maybe a bit of a mouthful, but Aqua for short, or Marine. Yes. Excellent. And Aqua's like um, a fun Barbie song reference. <laughs> Aqua is such a fun Barbie song reference. So that's, that's that. And then uh, I think there was one more thing that i wanted to talk about oh yeah how would you how would you katie feel about a gender swapped remake 
of Splash. I really want them to do it because I would. Re- I think. I think every time they do a born sexy yesterday on a man, it's so funny because it's such a funny yes. version of the trope. And like, I think it's fine I that these tropes it. exist. I think it's most fun when we can collectively like call them out in like laugh. fun way and laugh at them, and then move forward and make more films where women get to have agency. Yeah. <laughs> Like with Born Sexy Yesterday, like I love the first Thor film where he's mm-hmm. just a dumbass. Like, mm. oh my god, I love it. There's another. Oh, I was thinking, I can't. When you said the the men being Born Sexy Yesterday, there is definitely another. I always think of George in the Jungle film. George in the Jungle. There's yeah. other ones as well. I mean, I I think um, Warm Bodies, which we've covered before in the mm-hmm. podcast, is a little bit Born Sexy Yesterday, just because Nicholas Holt is a complete weirdo in it. Yes. And I, I love him. Speaking of, we really need to do an episode on Renfield. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We will get there. <laughs> we'll get there. The NCU, Nicholas Holt Cinematic Universe, will 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 ride again. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I they basically there's a remake being made. It's being written uh, as of February twenty so it was first announced in twenty sixteen, then it was put on hold for ages, sad. And then finally in February twenty twenty three they named who was gonna be the writer. So originally Channing Tatum was gonna be the merman in it. Oh, I don't know if he would still wanna do it, but I if Mr. Channing Tatum, if you're listening, please be a merman. Please please, please, please. be a merman. I know that you had so much fun doing the Lost City and I want to see it again. Please be a merman. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and it's, I just, it's not even, I mean, Channing Tatum is a very lovely man. He's a very lovely looking man, but also he's just such a great comedic actor. He's such a good comedic Like, I really actor. think that he can carry that kind of character and be like, wow, lights is so beautiful. <laughs> like, I just, I want to, I, I will say, I would worry that the 2020... It's going to be 2025, let's be real. Slash remake. I worry that it's going to go the way of a lot of kind of like... Ostensibly feminist remakes go. Where it's just a bit like... Ooh, here's this woman and she's just like really nasty to everyone. And whatever. I don't know. They, Do you know what I mean? The, I feel like also a lot of the time, um, a few of these remakes... And I love a feminist remake, but I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. them focus so much on the like feminist spin of it that they forget to write a good film. They forget to write. Yes. They forget to write good jokes, and they forget to mm-hmm. write a decent plot. And all they focus on is yeah. like girl boss sayings and like quotable gifts and something to put on a t-shirt yeah. or a mug. Um, I think you're right. Is, I think it's one of those things. Yeah, less fun. Like, but I'm very. Yeah, I would very I think, much like to see a splash remake, even if it's direct to Disney mm, Plus. I will be seated. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'll I'll definitely go and watch it. I just would like. I I'd prefer it to be a a fun remake. Absolutely. Uh, you know Amy Schumer's movies that she made. Yes. Trainwreck and I Feel Pretty. Yeah. Like both of those were like very much marketed as like, oh my god, they're such feminist comedies. But I've watched both of them. I would not say there's anything super feminist about either of them. Yeah, like, I think they were both just kind of fun comedy movies, to be honest. Yeah, they're they're fun comedies. I think, I think there's this kind of. I'm getting I'm getting off topic here, but I'll, I'll still say I think there's this kind of idea that like doing like quote unquote gross out comedy if you're a woman is that makes it feminist. Yeah, and like. It's not really. Like, if gross out comedy is your thing, absolutely go for it. And, like, yeah, we should be able to have all people doing gross out comedy. And, like, yes, you can argue that it's it's feminist in that way that, like, most women aren't expected to do gross out comedy and things like that. But just making a comedy film and being a woman, that doesn't make the film itself feminist. Like, to be a feminist film, obviously, it needs to carry, like, an actual feminist message yeah like and if you do want feminist comedy kill film wrecks hit me and live up we'll give you a million <laughs> mwah, mwah. i have i have faith in the splash remake i have faith in the splash Same. remake i have faith i um, have faith one more I thing before be we leave this little segment basically because this is a floating point that i don't have anywhere to put yes um we found mm-hmm. out that you, like, at least at this time, to get married, you had to have a blood test in America. That's <gasps> oh the wildest God. thing I've ever heard. America? What the heck? And I know we do a America lot of the, explain. like, tongue-in-cheek, haha, America, please explain. But, like, on this one, especially, like, 
please explain mm-hmm. what do you mean blood tests before marriage? What was that quite for? And also explain the coral reef off the coast of New York. Please, thank you. <laughs> yeah, please. The coral reef of New York and also why you needed to get a blood test because we were both very confused. We were like, oh, there's like a there's a barrier to them getting married. Oh, it's a blood test? Blood test? Is it to make sure they're not related yeah that's our initial thought Uh, they we looked it up and it was something about disease uh we didn't have full context for it so we will not repeat it here in case we get it wrong because that's a difficult and touchy subject that we do not want to get incorrect yeah we had a prelim google but uh, if you would like to explain it to us we would love you to explain Um, please and thank you while we're on the topic of venereal disease um date or steak (laughs) (laughs) the mermaid or tom hanks both or both Oh, both of them. Now, wait. I'll let you go first because I've got something to say that I've got. I've got a statement to make. Okay. But you go first. Well, you I would. Date date, I would you. date them both. Uh, I will say Tom Hanks is moderately more my type. Um, because mm-hmm. just because I I would like to be the bond sexy yesterday one in my relationship. Mm. <laughs> if anyone's going to be acting like that, it's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'll, I'll say it. this is going to upset Katie mm-hmm. and I know this because I already made this point uh, I do believe that Mr Thomas Hanks in this film, he reminds me a lot of my partner um, We can't be saying this So I was having a great time I know, I can't be saying this because Katie fancies I really fancy Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks but in this movie and not my boyfriend I, And don't don't tell him this, I really don't fancy Liv's boyfriend uh, oh, <laughs> Difficult damn, for us all devastated uh, So difficult I know. Oh, damn, <laughs> goes my weekend plans um but no definitely date them both but you're, you're right tom tom hanks is a bit mean in this film sometimes and i didn't appreciate i it. don't so like that he doesn't stand up girlfriend. for her like i get being a bit shocked yeah. scared um but i think also also while miss mermaid is very beautiful madison is gorgeous it would put me off a lot of the stuff that she she doesn't like understand i would f- it would be because I would be personally uncomfortable being like, yeah, sure, let's let's bang. Um, can you tell me any detail about yourself and your life? Yeah, just like and it's not bit. like they find. Just, you know, it's not like they find another way to communicate. Their communication is no. we're kissing, and kissing is gonna lead to doing it, which is all, like absolutely yeah. fine. But I would not get that far. I would have a little surprise no. kiss and go, hang on, you're very pretty. What's your I'm name? Like, and then I would be like, yes. I would love if we could have some communication. <laughs> yes. But I'm for like, the purpose oh, of the oh, wow. film, it works Thank fine. Um, so yeah. what do you think about mermaids as a whole and their overall date or steak ability? I, for one, oh, love mermaids so in all forms. I love I yes. love this kind of beautiful mermaid and I love the two types of mermaids, boobs out mermaids, boobs mm-hmm. out in mermaids. But... Uh, I also really love a siren and I promise, mm. promise we are going to do a proper siren episode soon. Yes. So we will get into some of the darker aspects of mermaids that we haven't really covered in this one because it doesn't really come yes. up. But I love a siren. Mm-hmm. I love a mermaid. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of these we kind of like to talk about why we think that in culture they have become sexy sex symbols especially when we're doing things like dracula or werewolves something a bit like mm. animalistic but it's a bit more of a deep dive it's pretty obvious why you'd fancy a mermaid it's a beautiful yeah. woman with her boobies out <laughs> and yeah. also they've like on a rock on a singing. rock they've got this beautiful siren song that draws you in maybe to your death maybe to save you um so i feel like this one mm. needs kind of less of an assessment of why we actually yeah. find it sexy <laughs> but it's an it's interesting like... to consider you know, you're a man on a boat, or you know, a woman on a boat. Any a person on a boat, you've not seen anyone for quite some time. Oh, what's that? It's a gorgeous woman. Oh yeah, you're gonna be down. I just, I love mermaids. I think they are one of my favorite mythical creatures, just because I love like the romance aspect of it. Me like too. I find mermaids so romantic. I also love like the they're not quite sea shanty obviously because it's not a shanty but i love like the style of mermaid songs and of like siren folk and things like that and i think it's very pretty i also love like mermaid court as a fashion because it's just so like pretty and gorgeous i think it's also because like i do actually is this really silly i'm quite 
afraid of drowning but I also deeply love being underwater and I love how soft and like flowy your hair goes underwater mm. I also have a deep love for the sea I do I'm a bit scared of it I respect it deeply but I'm a bit afraid of it but me then, and Liv just means... tiptoe the opposite lines where Liv loves yeah. and respects and is afraid of the sea and I just love and respect the sea but I will be in it <laughs> like multiple occasions we sometimes go to a cabin oh. in the summertime um I will not tell you where it is in order to keep us safe. Nope. But uh, we will go down to the ocean. And on several occasions, I have jumped into the sea in the evening. There's no lights. There's no one around. I've had a few drinks. Mm-mm. I do not recommend it. Do as I say, not as I do. Um, There's just it's me. lovely. Who's had lifeguard training Liv going. Liv is on lifeguard God. training. And me and Liv's boyfriend are in the ocean. <laughs> We're swimming around. They're We're having, having a great time. I'm inside the waves. I'm looking at the stars. And everyone's like, Katie, mm. would you like to come out now? And I'm like, hang on. I'm just in the ocean. Spish, and then I'm thinking, spish, wow, if I drowned now, what would happen? It would be kind of a sleigh. <laughs> it would be kind of a sleigh. <laughs> But I think mermaids take everything that, like, I kind of love. And, like, I, I, when I was a kid, I really deeply wanted to be a mermaid. Yeah. Like, I taught myself how to do the mermaid swim, which, fun fact, um, the actress that played Madison also did that so much that when she was a kid, so that when she was wearing the practical effect tail to play Madison, she could swim so quickly that the filming team couldn't keep up with her. It's amazing. Which is incredible. I love this for her. But I also taught myself how to do that because I was like I want to be a mermaid so bad and like I'd practice holding my breath underwater and like swim really fast and this really does sound like I should be a water baby right now but unfortunately I had an almost drowning experience oh, kind of ruins it kind of takes the magic <laughs> so out. I'm scared of the water now unfortunately <laughs> I just simply believe that the water can't harm me because it wouldn't because it gets that I have good vibes, which is a very silly thing to think. However, it is is what I think and it's very silly. Yeah. In the same way, I I look out at the moon and I'm like, me and the moon are having a little Mm. communication right now. Are we? Probably not. Do I believe it in my heart, in my secret heart of hearts? Absolutely. (laughs) I think it's so fun because like I'm such the flip side of that where I'm like, the sea is so beautiful and she cannot be tamed. And if the ocean wants to take you, she's going to take you and there's nothing you can do The ocean wants to take you, it will take you. However, she'll just sense my good vibes and she will just look after me. It's like whenever I, I had a bad day the other day and then we had a mum and a baby fox come and sit in our garden and I was like, wow, the oh, universe is really, stunning. the universe is looking after me. It's on my side. It's got yeah, my back. Or absolutely. I used to live in an area where um, there was a lot of geese and if I was having like a bad time, even a bad mental health time, I had a friend that would be like, just go and look at a goose for a minute and you'll be good. And then I would go outside and I would look oh, at yeah. the geese and I'd be like, yeah, I do feel better. I do feel better from looking at the geese. <laughs> So, right. Liv, anyway. um, what would you say if we start rounding out the episode, because we're about to hit an hour, mm-hmm. and we don't want people to have to listen for too long, um, what would you say are your peaks and pits? My peaks and pits. Okay, so peak, um, just the way that Madison's hair looks underwater. Mm-hmm. It's so romantic. It's so beautiful and flowy. Also, the way her hair looks out of water, because they yes. crimp the absolute hell out of it. It's so good. They've clearly gone on with a sh- smaller crimper in like her fringe, and mm-hmm. then like she they've braided the rest of her hair. It's so cool. Um, and then Pitt was when Tom Hanks was being very rude and passive aggressive and sarcastic to Miss Madison. Oh, it yeah. was very mean and rude, and he shouldn't have done that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I back her. There's 100%. my peaks and pits. Uh, I will say. What's your peaks and pits? Oh, I friend. So I I'll pick three peaks because i can't choose and one of them is the noises that they made when the screen went black mm. and the he beat him up <laughs> hilarious the second yes. one which is slightly less yes. sincere but i do really love was eugene levy's delivery of behold mm. the mermaid i really enjoyed <laughs> behold the mermaid because in what, really context, what a week i'm having yeah but why would you say behold i just it didn't make any sense with the context of anything but he's just spraying water going behold the mermaid Um, you know what katie you can say that but if you knew that you could squirt water on a person and they would turn into a mermaid what on earth would you say to get people to look over there true true. why that that is exactly what the the word behold was made for true he she really needed to be beheld 
She 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 did, and she can behold me anytime. <laughs> I would Please, love Miss her Madison. to uh, hold me. Um, behold me in your arms. Yeah, my actual favourite thing, though, was the underwater shots of her swimming round. It was filmed, mm. I believe, in the Bahamas. Her <laughs> under the water with all the fish. Uh, really, to me, it really reminded me of the kind of mermaid stories that I love to read as a kid. So as much as I really like, and I have not really a bad mm. word to say about the new disney little mermaid remake or even the original disney mm-hmm. little mermaid they're very fantastical they're like fish all talk things like that it's very bright colors this really reminded me of like the semi realistic fantasy children's books that i would read yeah. so my favorite was one called ingo it was by helen dunmore and it was amazing mm-hmm. honestly i would love to reread it i don't remember a lot of it what i do always remember is there was like this transition into becoming a mermaid where you would go through like like the film on top of the water and like you would feel your like lungs change and they would describe it and you would one of the the girls was like half mer half girl it was amazing and also there was another one which i think was for a younger audience called the tale of emily winsnap and it was all about like these girls i in my head they were british but i'm not 100 sure but they were just like on the coast Mm. and they were like mermaids in and out of the water and to me it really like felt very evocative of that rather than the very fantastical yeah. realm of the mermaids until the very end where they had like the mermaid city which was yeah. cool but I really like like I... not obviously not to say that there's realistic mermaid stories because I'm not if there no, is but I know what you mean. if there is any fantasy creature that's real it's a mermaid but the more yeah. realistic-esque less high fantasy mermaid stories mm-hmm. really reminded me of that yeah. in another episode when we cover mermaids I would really like to get into all of the like mermaid proof stuff because I was obsessed with mermaid proof when mm-hmm. I was younger and all of the like fantasy like oh, this is horrible but all of the like corpses of mermaids that have washed up and stuff yeah which like I, I don't believe I think it's all kind of silly but I think is so interesting mm-hmm. and like they've had yeah. them they've had them for ages and they there's still mermaid sightings now um everything like that there's mm. even like you know the first circus like pt barnum had the corpse of a mermaid mm. obviously like yeah bad guy bad vibes but interesting study to look at for what kind of stuff we were mm-hmm. looking at in that time um so yeah, yeah. i would like to really get into that in another episode. you yourself is a mermaid miss katie <laughs> yeah bring it up <laughs> katie looks exactly like one of the mermaids from peter pan oh it's adorable stop. we'll have to tweet out a picture so, much so, so people know which one we mean we will. but i don't yeah. look like any celebs I'm... but i do look like the one black haired <laughs> mermaid from peter pan <laughs> it's okay katie is the mermaid from peter pan and i am that one creature yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah that's the one. <laughs> I can't we'll call do, it its proper name. We'll do a mood board. It feels and derogatory. It will be, <laughs> we'll do a little mood board and it'll be like, guess the host. And it'll be like, the girl from the Paperman Disney short, um, the mm-hmm. Peter Pan mermaid, and then like the collection of things that we found that have Liv's, Liv's face. And I want to be clear, Liv is very beautiful, but there's so many little <laughs> creatures that have Liv's face because Liv is so cute and these creatures so are so cute. But Liv also likes there's to so space out and these creatures make themselves look very spaced out every now and <laughs> again. And it's incredible and we will post a little mood board. It's like every two days people will be like, new Liv face just dropped. And it's like, I can't even dispute them. I am never beating the creature with Liv face allegations. <laughs> We will Ever. we will definitely post a little thing on Twitter and maybe Instagram about this. We will. Because I feel like it does not make sense say, until we show you. Um, This is just a, a complete aside, but if you are in the Netherlands um, and you live maybe in Rotterdam, their maritime museum has an entire section on maritime creatures and they have a mermaid section. Oh, and how it is very cool. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, I recently, related to that, I recently went to, I can't quite remember which gallery it is. It's one of the smaller art galleries in Leeds and they had a wing of mermaid paintings, like beautiful oil paintings. I have a few prints of them. So whether you're in Rotterdam or Leeds, US, I'm sure you've got stuff too. (laughs) Yeah. Find find mermaids. Find mermaids. They're They're so wonderful and they're everywhere. 
Um, I reckon yes. that probably just about wraps us all up. We'll make Absolutely. no promises on when there's a new episode because I know last time we came on, we said, hey, we live together, new episode soon. Life's mm. been very, very hectic. <laughs> Me and Liv are never free at the same time. Uh, I've been so busy. I So much life stuff for both of us. Like it's... We've really been nonstop for the past several months. But... I think our next promise is that we we do need to record our Renfield episode. We will do the Renfield episode next. Movies now. And we will we'll do a Renfield episode and an Aquamarine episode before the end yes. of the year. Beyond that, no promises. <laughs> but thank no you so promises. much if you're listening to this and you've stuck with us through this very long and non-promised hiatus. Um, we're really grateful for everyone that has tuned in. I know some people have listened to some of our back catalogue in the last few weeks, which is really nice. Um, hope everyone is ready if you're an original fan of the original run of this podcast hope you're ready for twilight season in the next couple of months get the rain on get twilight on maybe we'll come back and do a twilight reunion episode watching the films (laughs) but anyway i (laughs) think that does properly wrap us up thanks so much for listening have a great morning afternoon evening whenever you're listening and we'll see you next time whenever that is (laughs) bye bye Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two pals with an internet connection. Our intro and outro music is loved and respected by Rosa Zerti of Loyalty Freak Music. You can follow us online at Midnight Fun Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, or you can get in contact with us at midnightfunpod at gmail.com. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed on this podcast. All views are our own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends. <laughs>